to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, we got a big show this week. How you doing? On top of the world, man. Wrestle Kingdom. How many hours of wrestling did you watch this week? How many hours of wrestling on the TV? About 18. How many did I watch? About, let's call it nine. Split it down the middle. <laughs> Chris, how about you? You're back. You're back. How you feeling, buddy? The week of death has ended. Did you cough it all up? Uh, I'm still a little congested. Um, but other than that, there was the uh, lethargy and the fucking headache. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tina had the headache, too. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Headache. So, but I will tell you this: I didn't lose taste or smell. Oh, it's coming. No, no. <laughs> some people get it. So it's really strange. Yeah. This thing. It's like some people get the, the symptoms. Some people get none of the symptoms. Yep. So, are you ready to talk yeah. about Wrestle Kingdom? Is everybody ready to talk about Wrestle Kingdom? It's fucking Wrestle Kingdom season. Let's, do let's get into it. Yeah, let's fucking do it. New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom happened. When the hell did it happen? Right as soon as we were done. Well, it actually, actually happened before we started recording. Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 and then Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 happened the night we recorded. So let's go through the card. You guys give me your thoughts. And then we'll talk about, like, overall how you thought it was. So let's start with the opening match. The New Japan Rambo. The Final Four advanced. I'll give you the uh, the to fight for the king of professional wrestling four way on night two. Chase Owens, Sema, Minoru Suzuki, and Toru Yano came through. Holy shit, Sema! Brandon thoughts. Skip. This was in the this was in the nine. I skipped <laughs> night one. Too much. Five hours of crap. Chris, so, how was how was yeah. this, how was the Rambo, Chris? Yeah, I didn't watch any of this. Oh my god! I skipped. I skipped. I, well, I'm you know surprised. what? I woke, <laughs> I woke up uh, at like three o'clock in the morning on was it Tuesday, and I uh, felt like uh, I was in a meat locker. So I wrapped myself in a blanket. And I went downstairs and I tried to watch, and I was like, I just can't. I couldn't pay attention. So Wrestle Kingdom got turned off, and Hulu got turned on, and I watched reruns of Cheers till I fell back asleep. I, I do have something to say, though, a little behind the scenes for you guys. If you're listening, we had a conversation in our little group chat, made it ex- explicitly clear to Jimmy last week. Night one, I will not be watching anything before Shibata versus Ren Narita. We all agree. We get on the podcast, of course. Let's start with the New Japan Rambo, Brandon. What yeah. did you think? Yeah, that we were all told not to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you think? Rambo. Tatsumi Fujinami was in it. He's like 75 years old. Everybody like lined up to get the uh, dragon screw leg whip. That was pretty good. Match fucking sucked. All right. Uh, special singles match. 60 minute time limit. Yo, defeated show. Brandon, how was it? Uh, it was good, man. <laughs> I, I clicked right on by. I, th- I think I caught about two seconds when I was trying to figure out what uh, where I was at. Chris, how was how was this excellent match? This was this a match match of the night. All I'm right. putting in a list for match of the year. Yeah, match of the year, definitely match mm-hmm. of the year of the yeah. night. Second of the match, night of the year. 
30 minute time limit. Rocky Romero, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi lose to El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, and Kenta. Brandon, thoughts? Are you sure you're not reading the card to like a Road to Wrestle Kingdom show here? Because this sounds boring as hell. I did not watch. Uh, very good point. Uh, it wasn't good. Chris, how, Chris, uh, how was it? Well, I mean, it's matches like this that really solidify my belief that they should actually do these big shows over more days, like maybe a week or two. <laughs> Uh, and we can have Wrestle Kingdom 17. It'll start January 4th and it'll end February 4th. And, you know, you can have who reads this book faster match and yeah, fucking crap. How about this one? They should this, be ashamed of themselves. This this will get you excited. All right. Third match. 30 minute time limit. Bushi, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito lose to Will Ospreay, the great O'Carney and Jeff Corn on the Cobb. Brandon, thoughts? You could at least see why they forced all these people into this match because none of them would be appearing for the rest of Wrestle Kingdom, right? Except for the fact that they they were you they had they all fucking worked double waste of time getting that paycheck. I think everybody I guess. gets the joke though, yeah. Right. Chris, did you catch it? No, I I this actually. It was funny. I this I saw the end of this match because I was fast forwarding to the match that I wanted to start with. Yes. And, um, you know, I mean, if you want to get everybody on the card, write better wrestling. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's an easy uh, way to do that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if I haven't gotten hammered you over the head with the point, listeners, the beginning of this fucking show sucked. It was fucking terrible. I watched it all because I'm fucking insane. Let's get to the, the juicy points. Fourth match, 30-minute time limit, special singles match. We were told ahead of, uh, ahead of time, Katsuyori Shibata was going to wrestle in catch-style wrestling. We didn't know who the the uh, opponent was. Out comes Ren Narita, returning Ren Narita, who is basically Shibata Jr. Big pop by the, as much as you could pop by the Japanese fans. They clapped really hard. I was into it. I thought it was really cool. Then, Shibata... Grabs the microphone in what seems spontaneous. Who knows? It's fucking wrestling. I don't know if it's spontaneous. Says, this isn't catch wrestling. This is real wrestling. And basically just beats the shit out of Ren Narita for fucking 12 minutes and wins. Katsuyori Shibata is back. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, if they weren't able to get a major name in there like we had theorized wasn't going to happen uh, due to some of the COVID restrictions. I like the idea of going with this top student. They, you know, at this point for me, Wrestle Kingdom has now started. Uh, they look remarkably similar in there physically. It was like uh, almost strange. The same haircut, same body type, same trunks, black black boots. Uh, if it, yeah, it's interesting if it's true that Shibata didn't tell anyone of his plans that he was going to remove any restrictions from the match. I mean, it was 12 minutes. He looked great in there. Narita, I don't know if you would say he looked like he deserved to be in there, but he didn't look bad as uh, he got whooped in this kickboxing piece of the match, especially. And uh, yeah, maybe, you know, apparently Shibata can wrestle real matches now, so we'll see what we get next. But the crowd was into it, finally got some collapse. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, so they, they were pretty quick in throwing out the uh, Shibata has gone into business for himself line, which leads me to believe that this was all planned ahead of time. Absolutely. This is fucking bullshit. You don't go out there with the plan to do so. You don't go out there to do Oklahoma 
<laughs> and then when you get on stage, go, yeah, we're going to do Macbeth tonight. And nah, it's not how it fucking works. Come on. It's, give me a fucking break. And then, of course, somebody, if I if I heard correctly, somebody this week stuttered and stammered over his explanation on how he knew that, yeah, you know, Meltz. that was that. Yeah, the Melts man. So it leads me to believe that that's complete horseshit. Yeah, so, it got worked. yeah they knew what they knew what they were. Fucking the Melts got worked. They definitely knew what they were morons. doing. Yeah, it's so silly. Ridiculous. We you got think. This- you don't think Bushi Road would have let Shibata have a seizure, brain hemorrhage in the ring because he wasn't prepared and he's he's hijacked their their Tokyo Dome show, do you? <laughs> only only if he really really wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But good, awesome match. Yeah, it was fun. It. Uh, it was that so music happy. hits, man. If you're a big fan of uh, Shibata, like I am. That music hits, man. I felt it in the hot. I felt it in the tear ducts for a second. I wish you guys something. What's that? Let me ask you something. Yee. Brandon, you ever see Shibata Life? No, that was my first Jim, time. Jim, you ever see Shibata Life? I actually, like um, like yeah, in person? Three, yeah, I've seen him oh, three in times. in person? Never. Three times live. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Where? Yeah. Uh, I was in Tokyo. Uh, he was okay. at a strip club next to oh, Hook. Yeah. <laughs> next. <laughs> he was getting, okay. He's getting twerked on by, by uh, a stripper. I have. I know yet. Chris saw Shibata Live. We didn't. Excellent. I, I thought this was fun. This is a good uh, bring him back. Shibata, we got back. We got Ren Narita back. Now they're gonna go okay. back back over to the United States, I guess, and work the uh, U.S. shows. Go ahead. Quick point, and then I guess we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine if you were tuning in at what three o'clock in the morning or whatever time it starts here, and you know they had their little Wrestle Kingdom intro, and this is the first match you see? Right. Not six hours of fucking crap. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that whole thing. I just don't. Sorry, I'd they, rather see two hours t- of wrestling than four hours of, two hours of crap. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. It, we'll discuss this two night fucking bullshit. Um, all right, fifth match, sixty minute time limit for the never <laughs> championship. The champion Tomohiro Ishii loses in twelve minutes and ten seconds to Evil. Evil. Put on a spectacular grappling s- s- clinic and defeated him one on one. No, wait. There was so much fucking interference. Nobody. Can, this is. Brandon, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I had mentioned it last week and I really wanted you to watch it. Go ahead. Yeah, so you, you were clearly boiling. Uh, at the thought of this last week without going into the details. So I knew it was going to be bad going into it, but I'm like, let me intentionally try to give this a fresh perspective and not just hate on it because Jimmy's hot about it. It it was worse than I could have imagined that it was. I think there were about five actual wrestling moves in the entire 12-minute match, and that's being generous. Absolute silence in the Tokyo Dome throughout. No claps. And uh, it's a shame Ishii is one of my favorites. You know, he's a guy that can really shine and it, almost against almost anybody on the roster in these big spots if you give him a chance. He doesn't even really need a, a storyline. He's just that fucking entertaining. The interesting point with the silence, and I was thinking about this when I was watching it, was imagine if they could talk, how much would they be booing right now? Like, would they be booing? Like, get the fuck. I hate you, evil. I hate you all. I... I um go ahead, Brandon. I well, yeah, I was wondering if they would go to that point where they would actually just turn on the event as a whole. I've I haven't seen a Japanese crowd do that, but 
if I was there and, and we we're three hours into a five hour card and, and Dick Togo is uh, slapping the referee around, <laughs> it's like, all right. All right. So we had let's let's count the dudes that were in this match. So we start off with Tomohiro Ishii and we got evil. That's two dudes. Dick to go. He gets involved. There's three. Show. We get number four. I forgot to count the referee. That's number five. We have Yujiro Takahashi gets involved at some point, I believe. That's six. You get Yo. He comes out. That's seven. Then you get another fucking referee. Eight people were involved in this 12-minute match. This is this was fucking by far the, in my opinion, the worst New Japan match I've ever watched. I, I knew it was going to be bad. It somehow surpassed my expectations of being shit. It was like... Like you, like trying to take a dump and you sh- you don't even make it. You shit all over your legs and down your fucking drawers and into your ankles on the way to the Onto your carpet? Onto the carpet like I have before. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? So you didn't count the guy behind the table getting housed too. Oh, yeah. I think it's fucking that, that got knocked out. So that makes actually the, what, 10 people that were involved in this match? Um, Yeah, this was a real piece of shit. Yeah, fucking what's his name? What is Japanese Harvey Keitel? Fucking uh, Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> Why is he even like he's still hanging around? He's in the he's in the like, house of torture, man. Somebody's got to eat all the pins. But he was the he was the he's been the pin eater for the Bullet Club for as long as I can remember. He was in a tag right? team with like, Naito years ago, and he was the pin eater in that tag team too. Oh, everybody's got—I guess everybody's got a job to do, mm-hmm. and his is to just act like an idiot and get pinned. He's Marty Jannetty in every single combination yep. he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. Last thoughts on this, because I'm going to move on. Don't watch that unless you really want to be entertained by some terrible shit. Okay, let's move on. Uh, six math match, sixty minute time limit. The IWGP Heavyweight Tag Championship. The challengers, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, defeat Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Brandon, thoughts? 15 minutes and a half, uh, 15 and a half minutes. Yeah, I thought this was actually pretty good for something that I, I generally don't like at all, which is like a tag match filled with a ton of interference from the illegal man. And uh, Yoshihashi in particular looked great. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is always entertaining, so not bad. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I would have to agree with Brandon. I mean, not bad, not great, not to write home about, but I wasn't, uh, I was entertained. Like, I watched it. Uh, which, you know, with pro wrestling in general these days, that's a uh, feed unto itself, I guess, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yoshihashi looked good in this. And they gave him bi- a big round of uh, congratulations afterwards. Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Tai Chi were clapping him on the back and stuff and saying, good job. Because they're like the weirdest tweeners ever. They're like the most supportive heels. <laughs> they support their opposition all the time, which is great to watch. Yeah, this is a good match, and I don't expect much out of the tag division. So, what? Oh. I think. It, I'm sorry. I think at one point Kevin Kelly actually just said, almost like kind of led into the fact he was almost saying like, "Hey, listen, this tag, this tag division is pretty thin. Just deal with what you got right now." You know. Yeah. So, there's nobody. There's nobody. They can't bring anybody in. There's, they still can't yeah, bring there's nobody. In. And and the tag and the tag. The tag, uh, I mean, I've said this many times that New Japan's tag division is pretty shitty to begin with, but you know, they usually will have other dudes. Yeah, from other companies. A bunch of dudes or from other companies, and it'll make it interesting. So, but 
Yeah, I'm with you. It was good. Good enough. Seventh match, 60-minute time limit, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Challenger, the best of the Super Juniors winner, Hiromu Takahashi, loses to El Desperado in his first defense. Only 16 minutes. It was fast-paced. It was hard-hitting. El Desperado coming out in all white, which is always fucking awesome. When these guys that wear black come in like the white ghost, I fucking love it. This was good. Good match. Brandon. Yeah, he looked cool as hell. Frenetic pace throughout this. Uh, I thought I did think Takahashi clearly looked like the the more skilled uh, professional wrestler throughout the match. But the story they were kind of telling was Despi was able to like I guess get some you know reactive counters and pin attempts in based off his his uh, overzealous wrestling. I did this to me was somewhere between it. If you want to give it a grade like a B plus A minus as expected. Uh, so good, not great. I think at this point I'll just make the point uh, of night one. It's like these are the matches that. We kind of knew what we were getting. Something had to rise above that to make this card better than we expected to be. Uh, things had delivered as promised, some less, but nothing really has jumped out to me at this point. So, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I was really surprised that this was as short as it was. Um, I am. Uh, I, I put Takahashi in the same vein as uh, in the same category as. Um, Kota Ibushi, where I almost watched them wrestle through my hands because I'm just afraid everything they do is going to break their neck. But uh, uh, this was really good. Um, Desperado getting his eye fattened. The only thing I could think of was please get that contact out of his eye because who knows how you're going to be able to pull it out later. (laughs) But, yeah, I was watching and I was like, wait, is this – does he get a black eye already? Like it was almost immediately – he got busted in the eye and his eye swelled up. And then at the end of the match, Kevin Kelly had made mention that the eye was closed. And all I could think of at that point was like, please, somebody run in there and take that contact lens out because it's going to get stuck and it's going to get infected. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Good match. Good match. Um, little change of pace because last year they had that like 35 minute match. I kind of liked that all these matches besides the main event were under a certain amount of time, which was good. We're not stuck with these, you know, especially during pandemic. It's been like, Every main event, every main event, like top two matches have been over 35 minutes. I'm okay with this under 30 minute thing. Unless, of course, we'll get the eighth match, 60 minute time limit, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Defending Shingo Takagi gets defeated by the G1 Climax 31 winner, Kazuchika O'Connor. Uh, O'Connor. <laughs> O'Connor. <laughs> Oi, O'Connor. O'Connor. Kazuchika O'Connor. Brandon, thoughts? I thought, yeah, this was great. You know, it's like you get your classic uh, New Japan main event title match that right in that 30, 35 minute sweet spot. Um, I think this was, it, it reminded me a lot of, I think it was 2020 G1, the last time I watched these two, have like a big match, and that was a match that stuck out to me. Because uh, I usually don't do that. Recall, like, oh, this is like almost as good as when they did this shit two years ago. But, uh, uh, some of it felt like it was ground that was covered before between the two of them, but still a lot of fun uh, for what it was. And, and uh, you know, excited to, to see that we're getting Okada again in night two here at this point. So, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was a really good match. I had a hard time. At no point did I think that uh, that um, uh, that Okada was going to lose. Yeah, that Shingo was going right. to win. At no point. That would, that kind of took away from it. I almost felt like I was going through the motions and watching it. They had a couple nice touches. I think when they zoom, went to do the zoom out, he got caught from behind, if I'm not mistaken. That was pretty good. But like I said, uh, definitely a good match. Not shitting on that. But I, it's 
when you kind of know what happens and they didn't, there's always that I know so-and-so is going to lose, but for that split second, I kind of think I might be wrong. I had no point that I think I was wrong here. I like um, Okada comes out. He's got the new gear on, so he's got the he's got Inoki gear on. And yeah, Tony I noticed Inoki, that. Yeah, with the he's got the scarf. His gear apparently, uh, you know, they they showed close-ups of it. It's the history of the IDWGP title written out all over his gear. It looks like stripes. Uh, he's got the new hair. He's got the new fucking new trunks that, if you know anything about Japanese culture, they uh, broken bowls. They mend them with gold. And they had this, like, gold veins throughout the foot. His trunks were exactly that. Like, he was broken, and he's now repaired, and he's stronger than ever. I don't know. Okada looked fucking... I mean, Shingo's amazing. Okada looked fucking amazing in this match. Okada's back, baby. We'll get to it. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, we'll get to it in fucking night two. Um, any final thoughts on night one? Anything? Brandon, go. Jim, Jim, a bit of a gearhead there. Really breaking down the history of the gear. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess my final, my final thought is... Uh, I think whether I like it or not, when you're watching these big, uh, I don't know, not pay-per-view, but you're watching these big event cards, the my ability to enjoy each match is kind of contingent on the matches around it, whether I like it or not. And the reason I, I mentioned it uh, around the Takahashi Desperado match is just because even though this Okada Shingo match, you know, had all the potential in the world, I think I was feeling flat just around the card in general and the, the the 30 to 35 minutes didn't really get the excitement out of me that it, it it might seem like on paper, I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. Right. Chris, final thoughts on the night one. Yeah. I'm with Brandon on the fact that it's just like, sometimes I, 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 you want to get hyped for things. Uh, and normally they would, you would be able to get into them, but you're so kind of drained by either the lack of interest you had in the rest of the story, or just the simple fact that it, took forever to tell and by the end of it you're just sapped and uh you know i mean like i said some good matches in there but i i came out of it with the same level of excitement other the same exact level of excitement i went in with which was kind of like nah all right it's over and i went about my business so all right let's move on to night two then so night two january 5th opening match you ready for this i know you watch them all <laughs> Imagine going to this fucking show. Um, Tomoyuki Hanma, Yuji Nagata, and Togi Makabe <laughs> defeated Jado, Gato, and Bad Luck Fale in six minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, Brandon, thoughts? If I tried to watch this match, which I did not, I guarantee you I would have fallen asleep within the first 15, 15 minutes of just like the, them coming out to the ring. Chris? No, it's good to hear Bad Luck Fale's back. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he He's been the, gone for a while. He, he was, was in the Rambo, and he tossed like five dudes before he got tossed out. Yeah, so. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. Second opening match. 20-minute time limit. Master Wado, Satoshi Kojima, and Tenzan defeated. <laughs> hold on. God. I'm not done yet. Defeated Taka Michinoku. Kanemaru and El Desperado with Master Wado pinning the current champion, El Desperado. El Desperado had his big, I beat uh, Hiromu finally and defended the title, and then he loses to big old Watts. Brandon <laughs> Yeah, congrats uh, to Desperado on, on his Wrestle Kingdom where he both became a champion and got f- flattened by Master Wado in the 24 <laughs> hours. 
Chris, thoughts on this match? It was wonderful. Tenzon. <laughs> Moving on. Third opening match. 20-minute time limit. Bushi, Shingo Takage, and Hiromo Takahashi defeated Doki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taiji. Brandon, excited about that? Did it make you want to go back and watch it again? Again. No, like, again, it's not that I have a problem with any of those guys, but at, at this point in the, you're, you're seven hours into a 10 hour thing that you've, you've bit off that you now have to consume. If they announced that this match had a five minute time limit, I still would skip it. So it'd be like, it's entirely too long. Can we get this down to two and a half minutes, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, first match, the official beginning of the show, 60 minute time limit. We got IWGP junior heavyweight champs in the three way match. The champs, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles, you heard that correctly. And the uh, challengers were Rocky Romero, Rusuke Tuguchi, and El Fantasmo Taiji Ishimori. The uh, champs defend El Fantasmo's loaded boot, gets exposed finally. If you guys have been paying attention, he's been loading his boot up. They pulled out the biggest wad of used uh, tinfoil you'll ever find after a barbecue. Brandon, thoughts? Skipped it. Should I should I go back and watch the loaded tinfoil boot match? How was it? That was fun. It was twelve minutes. Brandon, <laughs> Chris, thoughts? I just I, let's just let's just say these two words, uh, these four words: Ryusuke Taguchi and Rocky Romero. Yes, the uh, mega mm-hmm. coaches. Mm-hmm. Taguchi looks like <laughs> he's having salt salt water injected under his skin. He's so puffy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, one thing that this this if Taguchi, if Taguchi had won this would have been he would have made it will make this team the 69th champion. Uh-uh. Whoa! Right, Captain 69. Mm. So I see them winning in the future. How would they pass that up being Captain 69? Let's move on. Second match, 30 minute time limit. The Stardom special match. Starlight Kid and Mayo Iwatani versus Sayakamitani and good old Tommy Knox, Tommy Nakano. Starlight Kid eats the pin. Sayakamitani hits a fucking Phoenix Splash in Tokyo Dome. Pretty fucking cool. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 is started now for me. I thought the commentators did a great job of explaining the context, which uh, is definitely needed, especially uh, considering that this isn't a stardom event. Uh, blistering pace, I'm sure, won, uh, won over a lot of fans. I thought it was about like as fast of a pace as we got the night before from Takahashi and Desperado, but the, this match had a little bit more intention to it, whereas that felt a little bit uh, chaotic to me. So that was a great job from Stardom showing up. I feel like they're gonna they're getting a little bit of buzz here. They're hot. It's a hot product. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Yeah. No, this was this was fun. Um, you know, wasn't any real. I don't know if there was any real stakes to it. Um, but it was cool to see, and I enjoyed it. It was definitely, I, I mean, look, nothing against the stardom, uh, the stardoms, but um, when the match that you're really like, oh, I'll watch this on a New Japan show is a stardom match, New Japan's got some work to fucking do. Right, yeah. You know? And this was like... Oh, oh, Not that we, it was a bad match. No, it wasn't it was bad, bad at all. It was good. It was but, excellent. You know, shouldn't you be concentrating on the product? Right. Uh, yeah, it was definitely one of my, I mean, I'm skewed but one of the top matches of the weekend uh i did like that they had they gave it the stardom feel though where they had like everybody every team was seconded by people in their faction they were all screaming and everybody was screaming the whole time they they didn't like they had their own referee this was fun i think maybe they got one or two more uh viewers 
from this, which is the whole reason they did it. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> third match, no time limit. King of Pro Wrestling 2022 four-way match. Minoru Suzuki wins in a four-way against Chase Owens, Toriano, and Sima. Minoru Suzuki got... Uh, it, oh, by the way, this whole match, it was no time limit. The whole match was six minutes. <laughs> he gets back and... Chris, uh, what are you laughing at? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm just laughing that this exists. Yeah. Um, he gets uh, handcuffed to the ropes, and then uh, one of the young boys tries to help him out, one of the young lions, and he starts slapping the shit out of the young lion because he's not moving fast enough. The most entertaining part of this match was Minoru Suzuki getting pissed at the young lions, in my opinion. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, you nailed it. Six minutes, Suzuki beating on the young lions. I mean, this, this like of all of the like little junk matches they had throughout this thing, this was the best of them, but at least they seemed like the most interesting. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, I, I, they definitely did a good job of putting people that you're going to want to see act like idiots for six minutes. Like even Minoru Suzuki, when he's like being this over the top asshole, it go, falls into like he never changes the way he behaves, but he just goes so over the top with it that it falls into comedy right. by default. And it, it was just awesome. I love this. This was yeah. funny as hell. It's pretty exciting that Seam is in here. So we're hoping because we get L. Lindemann showed up. We get T-Hawk. We got all the strong hearts showing up in there. Are you guys familiar with Greet Wrestling? No, I'm not. They were flashing it all over the screen. It's a new wrestling fed uh, created by SEMA, and it's like the new hot fed. They mix UFC, Pancrase, and pro wrestling together. I watched a show over uh, during pandemic when I was dying of uh, COVID. I survived, by the way. Um, What's it called? Gleet? It's 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 spelled G-L-E-A-T, but in Katakan it's pronounced great. That's how it's pronounced. It's supposed to be pronounced great, but it says gleet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't write this shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Gleet. It's great. Could you, could you, could you, could you guys ever gleek? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I used to be able to gleek. Like you... <laughs> I'm going to go with my camera right now. No, please don't. That's, that's disgusting. In slow-mo. Gleek. You're going to see it. Oh. All right, let's move on. Fourth match, 60-minute time limit. The never six-man tag. What was this never title? Six-man tag championship match. Um, Yo, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto lose to show Yujiro Takahashi and Evil. Good times. Brandon Buzz. Yeah, fuck, man. Skipped it. Yep. Chris, you loved it, didn't you? You know, I, would, I, I, I at no point since I've began watching new japan in the modern era have i understood what the fuck these never open white titles are i don't give a shit just a six-man title yeah but then there's a heavyweight there's another one yeah they just there's basically titles, well they got like, rid of the inner well it used to be the open weight title so anybody could challenge juniors could challenge are you making that face i me? get it it's no i'm just saying i get it it's just fucking stupid well they got rid of it now it's you like you can watch ishii you can watch Ishii and Togi Makabe headbutt each other for 45 fucking minutes. It's just like, it's always like this, like, knockoff shit. Like, I saw it in an armory wrestling match. Yeah, it is. Fucking yeah. Don Morocco and fucking Sal Lomo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not good. And it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> Let's move on. Fifth match, 60-minute time limit. Special singles match. This is the Brandon main event. 
Sonata defeated the great O'Carney in 13 minutes and 21 seconds, the O'Connor Bridge. Sonata was flopping and slopping all over the place. It's good that he gets up for the big matches, you know, like Wrestle Kingdom. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I had to hate watch this. You know I hate the mediocre O'Carney. Uh and and hate watch it I did. I thought that backbending pin shit they kept going back to was dumb as hell. Uh, I don't know why the refs tried to stop the Great Ocon from diving off the side of the ring, which happens in like every single match. Uh, Twelve minutes of, of of just some really pathetic crap from the from the New Japan boys. Sonata gets the victory though, which at least I was a little bit relieved by because he's a slightly more competent. I don't know what they're gonna do with Ocon because he's not in any good shape. Like it's not like he's gonna get better. And I, I like I don't, Ocon. I don't hate him. I think he's been fun. That Yano oh, match oh. where they wrestled. I told you guys to watch it. You probably didn't. But they actually wrestled. They did, like, amateur rules. That was fun. <laughs> I don't know. He's very, like, Matt Seidel. Like, I just like, oh, why is this guy still? How is he still the one that they're using? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Matt Seidel. Uh, Chris, thoughts? So, I... I... I fell asleep when Sonata was coming out to the ring, and I woke up and it was I was over. I asleep too. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a good fifteen I was minute watching, nap. You know what? It, it was fu- yeah, it was funny. I was watching when I was laying on my couch in my basement, and I'm watching. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, man, you gotta stay awake, you gotta stay awake. And I thought, I actually, I actually said to myself, wait a minute, you fucking live here, you can fall asleep on the couch. I just knocked out. I don't know why I was thinking I couldn't fall asleep. I have to do Maybe because it was like it was so it was because it was so it was so it was all to me. Uh, it was so a lot of this was so hard that it was like work and I felt like I was at work and I couldn't just take a nap. Right, like, like, I can't the boss will see me. I can't. I'll get caught. Let's move on. Six match, sixty minute time limit. Special singles match. Tetsuya Naito defeats Jeff Cobb in fifteen minutes, fifteen and a half minutes by Destino. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I was looking forward to these two. These two, Jesus. Um, I thought they could have went even bigger for this match. Felt like it was put on here just because everyone thought it was wild as hell, and and uh, that it was. It was like ten minutes, so uh, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, I, I don't know that the whole like United Empire thing is really working. Doing any, any Jeff Cobb any favors? They like lose it. They lose every match that they're in. But uh, just to get to see the two of these guys at Wrestle Kingdom was fun. Chris, thoughts. They won the six man in night one. That was an important match. <laughs> they talked all kinds of shit and walking away. <laughs> no, this they actually told the story here. Yeah. Right? Like he had to kind of chip away and chip away and chip away. And then when he finally started really chipping away, Jeff Cobb started throwing big heavy bombs and he couldn't fucking hit him. You know what I mean? It was just like, you know, the big guy kind of gassed out and the little guy fucking outpaced him. And being a relatively large man. It uh, happens quite often. It was pretty good. I like this. Yeah, chip it away, chip it away, chip it away now. That's right. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, uh, sadly, uh, in, for real injured his knee. He's going to be out. So, R.I.P. Jeff Cobb. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Big boys with bad knees. It's not a good combo. Uh, seventh match, 60-minute time limit, the IWGB U.S. Heavyweight Championship. No DQ match. The challenger, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeats Kenta. And leaves them bloody and buried. Brandon, thoughts? Oh, boy. This was uh, almost tough to watch throughout. They, they started off the Kendo Six. 
Even Tanahashi came out, uh, you know, on the better end of this one, taking a beating of this magnitude as his age is tough. Kenta pretty much falls a fucking face first off of a ladder, ladder into a garbage can. You can immediately see his nose is very broken. There's just b- blood smeared all over the uh, a table that he went through. So it got a nice cut on him. Uh, you know, this was fucking entertaining. I respect for them for going through this, but I, I don't re- think we want to hear Tanahashi compared to Terry Funk very often uh, in the late stage of his career, which happened during this match. Yeah, please don't. Uh, uh, Chris, thoughts? So, you know, I've seen this match, and we've seen this match a million times, but we've never seen it with Tana. So it was just kind of odd. Uh, I really – it was painful, like physically. Like, that wasn't painful to watch. Well, it was, but not not bad. Just I was just like, oh, God, no, the whole time. Kenta pulls out a ladder. It's like 147 stories high. I don't know. <laughs> Where the fuck did they find this ladder? It was a 40-foot ladder, and it's a Japanese ladder, so it's it's got all kind. Of, he's can't he can't work it. He's asking Red Shoes to help him. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> this match was amazing. You guys ever see any shit like this? He's like looking at their fucking Red Shoes. He's like, you ever seen a ladder like this? How do these things open up? Sling blades. I think oh. he sling blade Kenta into a bunch of chairs. That was like, oh god, why? But I liked it. It's done fucking, for my benefit. I fucking love this good. match. This was good. I was laughing. It's worth the price of admission. Kenta falling off the fucking... Well, first of all, he does the friggin' The falcon arrow onto the table. His leg almost gets caught underneath the table. Might have. I'll tell you in a minute why. He gets thrown off the fucking giant ladder that he spent friggin'... Oh, the match is two minutes and 20... Uh, two, uh, 22 minutes and 40 seconds. I think he spent... Two minutes and 40 seconds putting that ladder up, complaining to Red Shoes. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He gets to the top. He's thrown off. And then we get Tanahashi doing a high fly flow onto a table from the giant ladder. This is a man whose hips don't work. His knees don't work. He's up on this 40-foot ladder rocking back and forth and does a high fly flow. This match was fucking fun. It's definitely worth watching just to see that spot and to see Kento must die. I fucking love this. Brandon, get back to you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, look it was a blast. However, I, I, it doesn't sound like you were wincing throughout it as much, maybe as much as I was, because I've just kept thinking, holy shit, these guys are 40 and 47 years old and just getting absolutely blasted. You did, did what did he dislocate a hip or something? Like, that doesn't just heal. These are, yeah, like, yeah. this is a big fucking yeah. deal, man. Final, final count. Kent is going to be out for a while. He dislocated his hip. Broke his nose, several lacerations. I think he's got some uh, elbow issue. So he really got the shit kicked out of him. He hit that fucking dude when they showed him. They're like, "Oh, he's got a." I think Kevin Kelly's like, he hits this trash can on a weird angle when he's going off the top rope. And Kevin Kelly's like, "I think it's above his eye. I could see it. it was coming out of his nose." And as somebody who's had that fucking break across the bridge of your nose, that shit is gnarls, man. That is fucking nasty. Chris, thoughts? No, I just, you know, two guys <laughs> in the early stages of their careers <laughs> going through this. I love this. it. Uh, and they did it all for us. Yes, they did. They did it for our yeah, entertainment. They did. they did. Tana will do anything to entertain us. Yes. And he came out and he did, he did a promo afterwards and he said, you know, I basically saying like, I've reached a dark place. I didn't want to go there. But I won the title that I needed. Now let's move on. <laughs> Especially. I love it. He's the best. He's the fucking best. He Be- is. Speaking of the best, here we go. 
Hold on, Jim. I have a question. When your nose yes. breaks like that, yeah. does it feel like you? It, does it? Can you feel the total disconnect, or is it like? Well, you don't. I always feel like when you it's don't want to touch bad. it. That shit hurts too much. Like it's split, but yeah, it's not good to touch it at all. <laughs> I'm just imagining that. Like all the tissue around it nose. fucking just blows up. You end up looking like a fucking raccoon real quick. So, not fun. Um, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> eighth match, 60-minute time limit, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The champ, current champ, can he defend it? Kazucho Okada beats the challenger, Will Ospreay, 32 minutes, almost 33 minutes with a Rainmaker. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, New, uh, New Japan hits the, the great reset button here. Uh, reel it back. Let's f- forgive us for our sins of, of the last two nights and uh, the last year. So we're going back to Okada as champion. Much needed, in my opinion. Uh, pretty good for what it was. Will Ospreay, could, if he would learn to slow the hell down and maybe sell a little bit, could have been a lot better. Uh, known known uh, as not much of a fan of Billy the Birdman. I don't want to shit on this whole thing. The match was entertaining, but... Uh, that's those are my thoughts. It was what it was. Chris thoughts? Yeah, I I, uh, I I I think Brandon just nailed it. Um, you know, he's still he's still it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I'm glad Okada won. I thought Okada was going to lose. Not taking into consideration he won the night before. I just wasn't really thinking about that, but I could just see myself being very disappointed in the fact that how it ended. It was more a of course it's going to go this way. It's going to make me mad. Uh, not that you know, but um. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same problem that, you know, he, he, it's the same problem I have with Ricochet is the one I have with, um, with Will Ospreay, which is the constant overdoing the flipping and flying and not selling shit. And then I think almost Okada almost reeled it in. It looked like, to me, it was almost like Okada. If it wasn't for Okada, that match would have been absolutely like just, it would have been a zoo. If it was anybody else, it would have been. It wouldn't have been controlled at all. You know, um, you got Osprey, who's the big time heel for them. He's going out there. He's working like a baby face, flippy floppy baby baby face. Is still a junior heavyweight. He's like <laughs> unchained Kenny Omega. Is is uh, is Will Osprey at this point? Um, but you know, like like Brandon said, they they reeled it back in and they. Uh, they kind of like reset everything to where it was before and all is right in the world in New Japan. You got um, Okada as the champion. Not that uh, I had a problem with Shingo, but, you know, I guess the, he's the guy you're going to have build a, um, you know, like a wrestling company around. It's definitely Okada. So I disagree with both of you guys. I thought this match was fucking brilliant. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought Okada is by far. He proved it over these two nights. He's by far the best professional wrestling wrestler on the planet. He can work any style. Fast, slow, power, goofy. He did fucking broken Okada with balloons. He did fucking money clip Okada. And now he's back to being a combination of all of it. He's got it all in there. He looks fantastic. This fucking match was... I loved it. It was the perfect... Match to say the world will get better because Okada's here and COVID's going to go away. Okada is the cure for COVID. I thought it was fucking beautiful. Of course, I have personal issues with uh, Osprey. I don't like that he his entire moveset is finishers. It's stupid. Oz Cutter, Blade Thing, um, 
back flippo Rooney, whatever the fuck his moves are. They're all finishers, but the match was fucking fantastic because Okada dictated most of the pace. It was great. I fucking love this. And at the end of the match, he he does a promo where he's like, you know, it's it's our 50th year and it's great. And he starts crying. He's like, I hope fucking Antonio Noki can make it get better. Come here and get better. I'm dying to see you, Antonio Noki. This would be amazing for our 50th anniversary. This is great. This is this is fantastic. I fucking love this. Will Osprey being a fucking penis aside. Brandon. No, I don't have I don't have too much else. I I you know I, we disagree. That's okay. I'm glad that we do. It's it's you, you're 10 hours in. It's you get your standard 30 to 35 minute. The guy that everyone thought was going to win takes the takes the belt with after everyone was kind of pissed off for seven of the nine hours before then, in my opinion, you could only go so high from there within that space with one of the two actors in the, or wrestlers in the rink being a little bit of a, a shithead in and out of the ring. Okada did a great job, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as brilliant. I'm like, okay, it's 30 minutes. This is going to round out in two minutes and here it comes. And, they have to reset because it's fucking suck for 12 months. And that was kind of more how I felt about it. Uh, if you could extract more from that, fuck yeah, I'm glad that you did. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I was a grouch. Chris, thoughts? No, I think you made a point in there that I had made too. I think we agreed in that, uh, the fact that the, the key point of this match um, and was Okada and Okada being able to make it as good as it was. I didn't say it was a bad match. I just kind of, I see the same things that you see with Osprey where I, you know, I never even really thought about it the way you said it, where everything he does is a finisher, you know, and that's a perfect way to articulate it. But when I see him do that, it takes me out completely. You know what I mean? And um, if it had been, I think anybody else in the ring with Osprey, I would have probably been looking at my phone most of that match. I also like. Um, I'm. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm. I'm giving the, all the credit in the world for a decent match to Okada. Is right. what I'm doing. I like the um the sequence where they started to really lay in the elbows too at one point where they did a decent strike exchange. That was pretty cool. Maybe I'm washed away in the fact that we're resetting. Maybe it's because Okada's on top and we're taking everything away and we're getting rid of it. Maybe New Japan's going to come out of here. If <clears throat> excuse me. We talked about um, last week the interview with Kevin Kelly where they got a lot of plans as long as they can get out of this. As soon as they can get out of this, we can they, the, the COVID situation, which who knows if that's ever going to end. They've got lots and lots of plans, and Okada is the one at the front of it. And Okada's like, I think he's mid-30s. You know what I mean? Like, he's still super young for a professional wrestler. I'm into it. Bad and thing. also ahead, a decade sorry. in. Sorry. And also a decade in. Right. To like a massive. And uh, it, uh, as I was saying, the um, uh, the Empire, they are Owen. They were Owen everything in this fucking thing, which is good to see. I loved it. <laughs> Over everything. They suck. They suck so bad. Except for Jeff Cobb. He's cool. The green and gold shit just kind of looks bad. I don't know why. In my yeah. opinion. I don't know, what is that? Like, what's the representation with the green? 
I, I don't know, just just like the money team, I, I guess. I guess, yeah, big bucks. Cash and cash and gold, like the cash for gold team. Yeah. His fucking um, he looks like fucking uh, what's his name? Who's the the guy that's boxing now that used to be a YouTube guy? That's who he looks like. He looks like a British a yeah. Cockney version <laughs> uh, Jake of Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul. That's who he looks like with his <laughs> shitty hair that doesn't yeah, have any conditioner in it. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's good, see. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> Overall grade for uh for the show, like uh Brandon, uh, let's go let's go with the what are your top three matches for the show? Okay, top three matches. Yeah, I think number one I'm gonna have to go uh Tanahashi Kenta. Just out of respect for just what those two dudes did, it was insane. Like that was the one thing out of the, all of this that I was like, well, I've never seen any, anything like that, especially like Chris said when you consider the characters involved. Uh, Number two, I will go uh, Okada versus Shingo night. Or no, no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I think I'll probably take the night two, Okada versus Osprey as the the more important of the two matches. Uh, considering what you said, like this is it finally is like the sun's coming up over the hills there. And number three, I'll go Desperado Takahashi. I mean, I don't want to go double Okada because uh, in the top three there. So yeah, I'll. I'll my top three is just your top three, just different order. Okada, okay. Okada Osprey, Okada Shingo, and then Despian um, and uh, uh, Hiroma. Chris. Yeah, so let's go. Um, the third one I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> Ishii. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> the King of Pro Wrestling. King of Pro and then let's go, you know, I agree. Let's go Osprey and Okada. Uh, and then I got to go with the ladder. <laughs> that oh, fucking ladder, man. Sorry, I said, I said, uh, I said the wrong matches. <laughs> I agree with Brandon. I said the wrong matches. No, it's, it, I, I have Okada and Osprey. Then I have, uh, Kenta and, and, uh, what's his name? And, uh, Tanahashi and Despian. Sorry, I said the wrong matches. O'Connor. Yeah, O'Connor. O'Connor roll. O'Doyle rules. Overall grade, Brandon. What did you think of the show? This is really tough to rate. I'm gonna get. I mean, I'm just gonna go right down the middle with a B here. Uh, I think that if the floors were too low for the highs to be as high as they could have been, if that makes sense. The if you're mapping it out like a fucking curve here. It sunk too far down far too often for it to ever get up to where I, it would need to to give it an A. But hey, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome, I, I couldn't go I just C. Right. That's where I'm at. Chris, overall great. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a C. Right down the middle. Um, go for it. Yeah, right down the middle. I mean, because like I said, the problem is, is that <laughs> this is gonna be the way that they do things from now on. Uh, whether it be you know WWE or or New Japan, they're going to be doing these, you know, multiple night big shows, and they fucking suck. They do. Well, and, let's talk about that and, now. Then. And and they're gonna they're gonna keep doing them. This is you know you don't go backwards, you only go forwards, right? right. Now that we've done two, let's do three. Yeah, let's right? talk about let's talk about five that. years from now. WrestleMania will be five days. Oh, It'll be a whole week. No. Thank God I don't watch WWE. I don't have to watch it. Nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So numbers come out. Um, sales for night one were, I mean, I'm going to, I think there were 15,000. Mind you, it's limited seating. And for night two, it was half. 
now you know it'd be it'd be fun to say it's because it's Will Ospreay's in the main event. That's not reason why. It's because it was back to back wrestling days. Your diehards are only going on day two. Your cash quote unquote casual wrestling fan's gonna go to the first one because it's a big deal. Italian, January fourth. It's a big fucking day for professional wrestling. People are gonna go see it. It's starting to fucking wear, man. These back to back days is just it can't keep going. I don't think it's going to keep going. It can't. Eventually they're gonna to get to a point where they got full capacity where Tokyo Dome's gonna be forty thousand people and then night two is gonna be ten thousand and you're just gonna be like, What are we doing? Let's just raise the price. You know what I mean? Like Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it almost makes me angry. We've talked about this before, but uh, how much of a, a pile of shit it's become to take something that people know and love and just drag it out over the course of ten hours. Uh, there's, there's only so, even if all of the matches are great, there's only so much dopamine to be extracted from the the human mind that after ten hours you're going to be burnt out. And they, and this, they weren't great. A lot of it wasn't great. So. uh Beyond that, you just can't help. Like I, I mentioned earlier, it feels like a road to Wrestle Kingdom show or something where you're just like, why are we now just calling shit that is not uh, what Wrestle Kingdom represents Wrestle Kingdom and throwing it in there? So it's frustrating, man. There's like 18 hours of shit this week. Yeah, if you think about it, it's like uh, both of the shows, I think I think they both had. I think they both had eight matches, but only four of them were watchable Were like they felt special. Four on each night. Well, just take those four specials, uh, four special feeling matches, stick them together. You get one amazing card. If we had the stardom card, stardom match come in second behind, I don't know, Shibata and his surprise match, and then stack that card, it would have been one of the best fucking shows ever. But they stretched it out. We got six man matches. We got Evil doing his stupid ass bullshit. And listen, I get it. Fucking Evil's a character, and you're going to watch Evil matches. You're going to expect this to happen. He must be selling merch because he's still around. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. You're stretching you're stretching yourself thin when you don't have anybody to bring in. That's it. Oh, I just made a song. You stretching yourself thin when you ain't got nobody to bring I in. I quit. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> no, I, you guys hit it. I, 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 there's not really much to add. I, you know, you just do these. They, they, they're. It makes it so that it's not special, right? Right, that's you know, the problem. I mean, like when 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 you go, when we saw New Japan down at twenty three hundred, and I saw the card, I was like, "What the fuck? This sucks." I almost don't even want to go. And then I realized it doesn't matter what happens. It's a house show. You're going to see all your favorite New Japan dudes. Who gives a shit? Because really, it's not even about like for me. Sometimes when you go to wrestling live, it's not even about the the. Um, the matches themselves. It's about just seeing the dudes and it's about the entrances and you watch them get their shit in. You know what I mean? And then, and yeah, eat a hot dog and you watch Kenta come out of the wrong (laughs) curtain and go, Oh shit. And run into the other curtain. But, um, you know, when it's wrestle kingdom, it, it, everything has to mean something. It's not a house show, man. It's not not a house show. If I'm going to see Tenzan in fucking, Master Watts and all these guys wrestle at 2300 Arena. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it's right. the That's biggest day of the year where I'm possibly, I did not stay up all night, but I'm possibly getting up and I'm staying up all night. Or if I'm in Tokyo, I bought expensive tickets. I'm in a stadium where I can't even see the fucking show. I'm there for the environment and the show stinks. Why would I want to go back? 
they got to clean the shit up. And a lot of it has to do with COVID. But I, like you said, Chris, and we've talked about it before, I don't think you go back. I think it's like we've you already don't. we've already established two nights. So hold, you know, you say it too. Like it's like, all right, it's not. We've gone to two nights now. You don't. I don't think that it was. I mean, maybe if, we, if it was, if it wasn't for COVID, you would have had so much of an influx of foreign talent that every match would have been more exciting. But I mean, wouldn't you? It's just, you know, I don't know. At, at no point, don't you call an audible? At no point should Tenzon ever be on Wrestle Kingdom. But they need him because they don't have anybody. <laughs> so don't have that match. But you got to have eight. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but you don't. At you no put, point you gotta, you gotta, does any of these fucking matches need to take place. None of these fucking six mans needed to take place. That were. I mean, it's just you know you want to have them. They're dark matches. Don't even fucking advertise them. I, I think that was they remarkably give you something. They give you something and then they go, oh no, this is good. No, you're not fooling anybody. This is shit. This is filler. It was a lot of filler. Okay, Brandon. I think that was remarkably clo- close to a translated version of like the boardroom conversation that happened where, where one, uh, one guy's yelling, you don't have fucking tens on at Wrestle Kingdom. And the other guy goes, you got to have eight. God damn it. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have eight. Well, guess what? We got three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. You want me to go through the card or you want to wait till you guys watch it? Because you're not going to really watch it. So it doesn't make a difference. I'm not going through the whole card. It'll become available for free, right? Like a, this It'll weekend? be available on Wrestle Kingdom starting, I believe. It, don't say Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, sorry, Wrestle. <laughs> Please don't say not that Wrestle, Oh, it'll be available on Wrestle Universe and New Japan World starting next week. Yeah, go, th- go through it. I'm going to lose my lust for life if I have another 15-hour wrestling <laughs> fucking week coming up at it. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about some uh, the most important stuff. Yuji Nagata, Kojima, and Tenzan versus Now Now. <laughs> so it's a bunch of house. <laughs> it's it's a bunch of house show card. It's like a big house show card. Um, there was a couple of standout matches. One is uh, Gato and Taiji Ishimori. Now, mind you, all these guys. Taiji Ishimori was in Noah. He made his name in Noah against Seiki Yoshioka and Hayata. Now Hayata is fucking awesome. This dude rules. So that's a fun match to watch. Um, there's a good match between Doki. Anything that involves um, uh, uh, Suzuki-Goon is fun because they were in Noah for a long time. So that was fun. They did have an issue. So Kenta got hurt, and he was supposed to be on Team Segura, which is a team. It had the, the match. The match was Minoru Suzuki's team versus uh, Segura's team with uh, Sakuraba, which you guys are familiar with. He's from um, MMA, very, very famous MMA man. And they, they have an, they, you know, Kenta was supposed to be on that team. Kenta is hurt. So who do they bring out? Surprise. We're going to bring out a surprise guy. Who could it be? Who could it be? It's Toro Yano. Fucking terrible. It's so stupid. Woo! Yeah. But uh, if you're going to watch anything, just go out of your way and watch the um, the two faction, the, the faction match. So it's Los Ingobernables de Japón versus um, uh, Congo. That's fucking fun. That's a fun match. That's the only one I say go go out of your way and see. This was a very fun show. It was interesting. It was jam-packed. The crowd was fucking into it. You could see how important these two companies are, and it was fun to see all these guys together. You know what wasn't fun? Kenji Muto in the ring. He's fucking terrible. This dude needs to just hang it up. 
It was awful. Brandon thoughts, really? questions. Go ahead. I was going to ask. I was going to ask you about that. That stiff. We saw him. I don't know what, what was it now. Two and a half years ago already. Uh, at twenty three hundred. House of Hardcore and didn't, Impact didn't, or didn't, something. Yes, what it was. It didn't look great, but didn't look bad. I mean, they were they were working him through his spots. Pretty tough sled out there for the dude's AG Mudo. I think the dude's fifty eight years old. He's had double knee and double hip replacement. Mm. He can't move worth shit, man. He's just out there hunched over. It's not good. It ain't good. It's bad. Who does, who does okay. he wrestle? Tenson? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> broken knees, broken ankles, broken hips. No, it's Tanahashi and Okada versus Kaito Kiyomiya and Kenji Muto. Now, Kaito Kiyomiya is like this. He's like 24, and he's like he was the champ for a while. He puts in most of the work, and he's fun to watch. But Kenji Muto is just like like grandpa on the side but of then the he's ring. dragging the geese around <laughs> the oh. geezer around the <laughs> oh my god what a fucking yeah it wasn't great go home kenji this is a fun show though i mean i enjoyed it i actually bought the pay-per-view it was 30 bucks brandon was supposed we were supposed to watch together circumstances ended up not happening I, I i figured it out it took me a long time to even figure out how to get the link to watch it Okay. It was in it was in my junk folder. In Email my it to you. It was in my they, spam they spam the link. <laughs> it, was, it was a fucking nightmare. My wife was working on it, and my wife was had too much wine, so she couldn't help me anymore. And I'm just sitting, sweating on you know sitting down cross-legged in front of my giant television with a computer trying to figure out oh, that son of a bitch. I can't get it. That's a fucking thing. And all of a sudden, I hit. I went in the spam. I was like, oh, there it is. I just clicked on the link. Tagged in and boom, it was on my screen. All caps, exclamation points all around it. Yeah. Click this link. We got Geezer Mude in here. <laughs> Click this link. I am your cousin from Japan. I have $3,155 million for you. Send your me your email address. Oh, they already got my email address. All right, let's move on. All right, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Meltzer? You want to talk about uh, – did you guys check out that Sayakamatani video? Let's do I that. Did. did you check it out? Yes. All right. I did not. All right. Will you watch Stop it while I talk to Chris? Go ahead, watch it now. Put it on. It's on your phone. So, uh, Sayakamitani, she, you know, we just talked about her. She was in the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show. Mm-hmm. She was in the match. She hit the Golden Phoenix. She hit the. She's the Golden Phoenix. She hits the Phoenix Splash. So she says, "I'm going to go into promoter Ogawa. Uh, what's the name? What the fuck's the name? Ogawa." I'm going to go into his uh, creepy guy. Is yeah, what his cre- name creepy is. old man. I'm going to go into his office and I'm going to demand a match against Kota Ibushi right now. So she goes in. She goes, excuse me. I really want a match against Kota Ibushi because I'm the queen of Wrestle Kingdoms. And to her left is a person draped in what looks like white towels. Towels. <laughs> like they just got out of the sauna. And he's going, I'm speaking to a very important person. And Kamitani goes, and leaves and goes, I just saw somebody very important. And then leaves. Chris thoughts. Who do you think it is? Should I blurt it out? Uh, Yes, because we're going to talk about Meltzer. We're going to talk about Meltzer fuck-ups in a minute, but go ahead. All right, so I could be completely off, and this is the only person that I would think of because of where my knowledge of wrestling is based, but Kyrie Sane. Yes, very good choice, yes. Kyrie Hojo, Kyrie Sane, it's definitely her. <laughs> no One third of the Black Lotus Triad. Yes, it's definitely her. Um, <laughs> uh, Brandon, did you watch? Yeah, I just watched it. Okay, so who do you think it is? 
Tens on. <laughs> it was just an ankle, a broken ankle with fucking towels over their head. Fucking tens on. It's got to be Kyrie Sane. This is exciting. I would assume so. But Very this, exciting. This parlays right into my next point. Meltzer have been fucking up lately. So Meltzer said months ago that Kyrie Sane's fucking contract was up. This week he said, uh, no, it's not. He never said he was wrong. He just said, no, it's not. It's not up for another month. Who told you that? <laughs> Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, we haven't talked about Meltzer in a while. I mean, I mean, he must not be doing that bad. He hasn't blatantly botched anything for a little while. But, uh, I, I mean, everybody's got to be fucking fired at WWE. How many connections could he possibly have left, right? There's like right. 10 people working there. There's I think that's there. probably what we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about the list of people that got fired. We'll talk about that, too. Um, also, he said um, on his Observer magazine, typed out one million fucking letters, he uh, was discussing Katsuyori Shibata, and he said that Katsuyori Shibata's brain was removed during surgery and put back into his head. <laughs> <laughs> a la dr frankenstein yeah just sorry don't call me frankenstein call me frankenstein oh my god maybe that's that? why he maybe that's why he decided to like on the fly say i want a match a real match right now because he had an abby normal brain in his head <laughs> chris good I- <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, what the fuck? Go ahead. What? <laughs> Brandon, thoughts? What do you What do you think about uh, Dave Meltzer theorizing that Shibata's brain got put in like a, a a big like thing of fucking what is that called? Formaldehyde. 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 They operated on his body and then stitched it back together and it fired back up like a fucking Ooh. PC. They attached <laughs> eyeballs to it so he could watch his own surgery. You're doing like a the great hard draw. drive on it. Yeah. Or that, or they the just yank the, with the eyeballs final cord like a rubber band, and he just they just pull it out, dig clean out underneath, and sl- snaps back into place. <laughs> Chris, I'm trying yeah. to think, just what was there was a movie? Wasn't there a movie where like the brain was in like and had eyeballs connected to it, and it was in a, like a cylinder with water? Like, <laughs> oh. Uh... Come on, it's one of our classics. I just can't remember what one it is. I don't remember. I don't know. All I'm thinking of is fucking Saturn V right now. Yeah. Fucking come in like a robot. I'm thinking of Alita Battle Angel. That happens too. It's absolutely insane. I think Ted Williams' brain's floating around somewhere cryogenically. It is. Tenzon's ankles are cryogenically frozen. That's why he can keep wrestling. All right. Uh, that's when you're like, oh, this guy, this is a guy that's been watching pro wrestling <laughs> every day for 50 years and has no idea how anything works. How science works. He's like, oh, I remember when I was a kid and there was this movie about a doctor and he took a brain, stuck it in a monster and built and there was a world windmill on fire. I hope, I hope, uh, <laughs> like, I hope whoever sent him that. <laughs> So windmill on fire. I hope whoever sent him that information got a good 
laugh out of it. He's like, yeah, apparently they took a guy's fucking brain out of his head. <laughs> Meltzer's just like, what? <laughs> Logs into his fucking compact PC. I, I've seen a mu- I've seen a movie like that. <laughs> this is him typing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate him so much. I, I don't says. know what to say. Let's move on. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about Dynamite. Um, Why? No, there's some <laughs> stuff to talk, talk about. I know Brandon doesn't really want to talk about it, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this I I mean, this is the one thing I will talk about. I thought this match was fucking great. But, you know, uh, again, considering not being the person that's burnt out to watch 10 hours of Wrestle Kingdom, the guy that's scrolling through cable tv on a wednesday night at eight o'clock and flips this on it was fucking exciting um they didn't go the way i wanted to but who the fuck cares about that they uh you know dude they do something here brian danielson looks absolutely incredible yeah you could say okada is better after wrestle kingdom but i think he's pretty clearly established right now as the best american wrestler so uh, yeah i was satisfied with the match that like 30 minute mark much better played much better than the 60 that they did before uh chris thoughts so we're we getting ourselves into a position where Daniel Brian Danielson can't uh, close the deal. I don't think so. I think we're more of in a position where, um, what's the name's proving himself. Uh, okay. Paid. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they can go. I mean, the I'm story just saying, they'll like, we, tell him being a heel. He's a heel. He's supposed to lose yeah, eventually. He's supposed to lose. Right. Sure. Yeah, I guess you only tell they can't close the deal story if you're a babyface. Right. Okay. I'm looking, uh, if you're just listening to this, which I think is everyone, where Jimmy has a setup on Skype here where we're sitting at a wooden table, all facing the same direction. And Does I'm, it still I'm, look like that? I'm tempted <laughs> to just start like, oh, I, that's all I can still see. I think uh, that's look on at the, yours. Look at the top of your, okay. no, I set it up, and me and Brandon were having a laugh at it. Oh, I'm look still in together mode. Together mode, yeah, I turned mine off. Together. Too distracted. I'm making together. myself laugh when when Chris talks, I turn this way, and then when Jimmy talks, I turn this way. <laughs> <laughs> is that why your head keeps going there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh, trying yeah to, I'm trying to I'm trying to set us up on YouTube. We're gonna stream on YouTube, but I wanted to look a certain way, so I was fucking around with it earlier and I found together mode and you can only do it with backgrounds. So at one point we were sitting at like an ice castle. We were sitting next to each other. Yeah. I want I kinda of want us all side to side side by side. Boom, 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 boom. One, two, three. We record on Skype and on my side, I'm a giant head, and you guys are the small heads. On your side, are you the giant head? So the way I do it is I have it on – I'll tell you which – which because I don't know what your description is. I go using. grid view. I go grid view. view. So I'm, I'm – I'm on grid view. I'm, it's, it's in thirds. You two are uh, – I'm, I'm half. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You're the and big head. You two, are, you two are thirds of Little heads. Screen. But I want to yeah. do it – But it's not uh, that much littler. It's actually – I think our heads are the same size – it's just that you can see more of my picture is what it know. is. It I cuts it cuts you guys out. No, I mean, I do have a massive head, but no, I want us to be like, you know, right down the middle. So this way I can put us on YouTube and we're all equal. Just get us on fucking YouTube. Okay. Shit, I think you, you, you're the host. You're the host. You can go. Yeah, big you're, you're, you're the one does you do all the work. Boob tube. All right. Um, oh, by the way. Uh, yeah, I love the match. I love that it was a different. Uh, outcome. Oh, by the way, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Paige and uh, Danielson. I love that it was a different outcome. There was a shit ton of blood. Yeah, this is pretty damn good. Um, this was a great 
opening match to ha- uh, heat up a crowd so they could watch fucking garbage for the rest of it. <laughs> so I'm for the going next to three I'm, and a half hours. Yeah, I'm scanning through to find the good shit. Um, okay, so TBS Championship Tournament, Ruby Soho against Jade Cargill. Boy, oh boy, oh. Brandon, I got to say, I mean, I love Jade Cargill. I think she's fucking fantastic, and she's been built up to be this, like, giant monster, overpowering person, and that's great. And she had her kid ringside, and it was a great win for her. This match was fucking terrible. Oh, by the way, Bleacher Report check, they rated it a C, which is middle, which is okay. This match fucking sucked. Brandon, good. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you nailed it. This was really hard to watch. She's like, I keep thinking of what did what did Chris say? She moved like an orc. An orc. <laughs> she an moves orc. like a goddamn orcai. <laughs> she can't fucking figure out where her feet are at. And it's yeah. like the match ends on a spot where it's like Ruby Ruby Soho was just like feeding her her right arm, feeding her her left arm. Left you know arm. what? Oh, sorry. Pick her up. And then I don't, I don't want to be fucking Mr. Skin here, but they cut to <laughs> she pins her and, and Jade Cargill's vagina is, is just completely hanging out. And I'm, I'm watching it with Sid. You're like, oh, God, this is a goddamn awesome. mess. That was awesome. That was the best spot of the match. Great and stuff. she gets a pin and completely like goes and covers herself up. I'm like, did they just cut to a leg spread vagina out and Jade Cargill? That was into it. Chris, thoughts? So first of all, if hold on, hold on. I just want to reiterate real fast before you make your thoughts. Bleacher Report rated this a C. <laughs> I can't if wait to see what the D is. Good. If you're going to have a championship match, don't show the children of one of the competitors because you just blew the fucking outcome. That's true. Yeah. Show them afterwards. Right. Number one. Number two, when she gave, when Jade Cargill gave uh, Ruby Soho the finisher off the top rope, I thought she fucking killed her. Yeah. That was rough. I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God. The setup was, like you said, it was like, here's my left arm, and now here is my right arm. Yeah. <laughs> Not good, dude. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, this is on TV. This isn't a fucking rec hall. This isn't a practice stadium. You know what I mean? Like. That's fucking terrible. Thoroughly disappointing fucking tournament. There were some good spots, but this was all a vehicle to make Jay Cargill win, which is fine, but, you know, we well, sat there and we talked about it last week, Brandon. It's You can watch a stardom show and you're just like, it, the, the, the scale is so different between AEW's wrestlers and a company like stardom stardom and wwe's wrestlers like it's you can do this it can be done you can create great professional wrestlers you just got to work on it yeah brandon yeah exactly it's that's the frustrating part about this is is it's not that this doesn't exist and this is just the current state of women's wrestling it's oh man jade cargill is the champion now she's going to be on tbs every week I guess it sells tickets. 
Chris, go ahead. Boy, Final thoughts. And then our, our boy Tony Khan compares her to Goldberg. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. I just. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Goldberg won like 68 straight, or 69 straight. Um, billion. 69. <laughs> 69, 69 straight, straight matches. 69 straight. Mm-hmm. Goldberg. 420 straight matches. All right, let's move on. Not good. Do better. How about this one? <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. versus Malachi Black, Brandon. Yeah, remember that time? <laughs> remember that time Brian Pillman Jr. tried to do his finisher and it just fell on his face? That was amazing. Ugh. Dude, this show, the only good thing. This show just like legit went in the fucking toilet after the opening match. Good. It really did, and it, and like it pretty much fucking continued through Rampage on on Friday, but. The only good thing about this is that is that you actually do have me excited that all of these people are going to get converted to the dark side. I think my favorite part about about this match was what is it Julie Hart coming out with the, with the fucking pirate eye patch on still? Like, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some guys that are like Ring of Honor guys that are out there that are rumored to be coming over. Who knows what happens? Just what we need. Yeah, more dudes. We just more need dudes more shit dudes. ass fucking Ring of Honor. I want every match in AEW to be just like that uh, Ishii versus Evil match. Just dudes. Dude upon dude. Coming into the ring, punching dicks. As long as there's dude on dick, I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Speaking of you, another, I... fucking, another fucking match. AW Tag Team Championship match. Lucha Bros lose to Jurassic Express and one of our favorite wrestlers in AW, Phoenix Arm, gets dislocated on television. Good times. Yep. Brandon, thoughts? Ooh, this made me wince. This was brutal. Was His shit explodes, man. You could hear him screaming out there. I mean, they had to get out of it. I don't know if that ending was planned or not. I feel bad, man. Ray Phoenix is one of my favorite, but I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's got a Little bit, little bit of a tummy on him. He's he's flying all over the place. There's a lot of weight going on in those joints. So I can't, I can't say I was shocked that, it, that uh, his joints are starting to give out on him. But man, that was tough to watch. It was, uh, I had to look away. So yeah, it was fucking rough. Jungle Boy's a champ, I guess. Yes, he is. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I would hope, I would hope that this is an audible. Because, uh, you know, I mean, fucking Jungle Boy and fucking Luchasaurus are like penny. You got the king pin eater and Luchasaurus, the monster that always loses. <laughs> everybody's afraid of yeah. He shows up in a ring and everybody's scared that he loses the match. It's so fucking stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, look, because... I, you have three decent tag teams in that division now. Um, yeah, I mean, four. I, Young Bucks are annoying as hell, but if you put them in a good situation, the shit that they do all the time ends up still being entertaining if they're in there with somebody. Case in point, the cage match last year. Right. But, um, you know, now uh, you have Red Dragon, always good, mm-hmm. right? And then you have these guys, I think Jungle Boy, and it, it just doesn't make – it doesn't really make sense that it's like I, – I, I'm just – I don't think that was the plan. This is pure conjecture, obviously, but I don't think that was the plan. I think that Ray Phoenix got hurt and they called a fucking audible because it was a shitty ass roll up that ended up being the win. Right. And you, you know, because you just took Jungle Boy, not nothing against Jungle Boy, but you just took Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which are a dog as a tag team. And, you know, uh, you put the belt on them when you have this 
incredibly stacked tag team division without them. Right. Like they don't even fit into the fucking equation. Jungle Boy should be going doing something else. And then you got you have you have Red Dragon, you have FTR, you have fucking uh, the Lucha Brothers, you have the Young Bucks. Who else is in there? You have even look, say what you will about them, but you have like Varsity Blondes can eat some pins. The rapping guys can eat some pins. The private party can eat some pins. Matt Hardy can waddle around. The, the Seidels. The Seidel brothers. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Was it on Dynamite or was it on Rampage? Um, El Idolo's promo. I don't, I'm watching the show in a haze anymore, especially Brandon, last week. So, Do you remember? It was on Rampage. Oh, it was on Rampage. Okay, we'll get to it. All right, let's move on. So, uh, speaking of injuries, we move right into Jake Atlas on Rampage versus Jake Atlas's main, I guess, quote unquote, main roster premiere against Adam Cole. Jake Atlas is flying all over the place to do fucking rules, blows his knee up. Adam Cole throws him in a, uh, like ankle knee bar for the quick tap out. It's kind of sucked that this ended this way. Dudes are just getting, people are just getting fucking injured all over AW, man. If it's not COVID, it's fucking knees. Chris, thoughts? I see you raising your hand. Oh, no. I mean, uh, I saw the video where that happened. I saw Adam Cole puts him in that ankle lock and then yeah. screams at him. It screams at him to tap. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just tap. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, you could tell he's like, put, it. he put the worst, like, it just like wasn't laying into it at all. He just like held on to his no, leg. He gave him that ankle lock, but. If I have to, f- I'm sorry to go into the real world, but if I have to listen to them call that a fucking knee bar anymore. <laughs> Chris is a WWE knee bar. It does, no, bar. it's not. It no, it's it not. It, that doesn't do anything to your knee. You're bending your knee in the well, direction the knee's supposed Chris, to bend. It's, Chris, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not real fighting. This stuff is out there now. It's do all, better. It's all, it's all fantasy fighting. Oh, my God. All right. So I agree with you. So what you're saying is, is when he hits him with a punch, Jim Ross should call it a kick. Well, not really. He should, maybe I'm, he should with, call I'm it, with Chris. Maybe you should call it a forearm. Well, you guys are UFC guys, so and I'm not. And so it doesn't really face me at all. <laughs> when I see so it, I'm like, annoyed. okay, it's kind of a, I guess it's, it's not kind even of a kind of knee bar. It's wrong. It's an ankle twist, I guess. Fucking ankle lock. There's well, I, I, what, what he was doing is. was a lay your leg in my yeah, armpit right. move. So. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I think why I'm with Chris on that is just because it's like, just give me some part of this that makes sense because this is the, the eighth time in a row where it's like they they squeeze in one of these matches where it's a jobber versus one of their major stars. I, wouldn't, the say, jobber, I wouldn't say Jake Atlas is a jobber. Jake Atlas okay, is going to be I, a big deal in this company. Okay. Uh, a, a person with no real credibility on on the TV show that right. should be focused, hyper focused on defeating their opponent because somehow no one knows who the fuck they are, but they're in this major match with one of the the big names in the company, and they wrestle the first part of this match, and Jake Atlas is toe to toe with them, and this is a story that they like to tell that gets on my nerves, where it's like I'm just as good as you. And then it's always something like so Jake Atlas starts taunting Adam Cole and puts his hand in his face and he's like so th- and this is why now he loses and he gets kicked in the fucking leg and get and gets beat up from there and pinned and it's like that's who the character you just showed us for the first time is 
that's what that's how you're supposed to walk away from this. You're just as good as Adam Cole, but you you forgot that you were on TV and you could lose and you start taunting and and now you got beat. That's what the story is. <laughs> it could be just that he's overconfident in his abilities and his abilities failed him. Right, but like that's so insanely dumb that you would be like, I've never wrestled before, and this guy, all I know about him is, or even his record's twenty-one and two, or whatever it is. It's like we we just came to a draw. Now I'm going to to stop participating in a match and taunt and turn my back to him. And it's like now this is the story of it. It's like come, like I I don't like this thing where it's like this is the best guy. This guy's never been on the show, but for eight minutes they're. Dead equal until someone makes a very obvious mistake, and that's how it ends. That's what does that tell you about anyone? That nobody's that good. That everybody like like what, what am I supposed to extract from this? Well, they all got fired from WWE, so they can't be that good. <laughs> well, I'm in. I mean, I'm in agreement with Brandon though. They just they do this thing where it's like you know not everybody's good, right? Like not everybody is the best. It's almost like everybody's at the same level of of like skill like there are dudes like you know let's say like you know because they do records there are going to be guys like that captain dude that has no wins he has no wins there's a reason why he has no wins because he's not as good as adam cole Who's the captain guy the captain guy you know the captain captain guy was in the ring when cm punk came in he was wrestling mjf and cm punk came in and ruined the match we'll talk about it i guess i don't give a shit but his name is captain <laughs> captain and he, and Mark. he like this. oh oh wait so, it's no, such an it 80s Hold jobber on. thing i look i love it because it's almost like it's you know, it's Barrio. It's it's it's. I'm not going to say the other guy's name from Dark Side of the Ring, but it's Barrio. Captain it's, Sean uh, Dean. It's it's Barry Horowitz. It's 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 SD Jones, and he would do the guns, finger guns, and then yeah, you have Captain Sean Dean. Is that his name? <laughs> and he salutes. Well, why is he captain? But that the captain like, of the military. But that's why the captain guy, like you, you have to have bums. Right. Yeah. Not everybody is the and, and why? I agree, Brandon. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Go ahead. And why? What? No, I, I, I just. I don't know. I'm just gonna start going off into a. You don't watch the match and go, "Wow, that Steve Blackman was almost as good as The Rock if he didn't start taunting him." It's like someone has to get their fucking ass kicked. Man. Yeah. 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 I agree. They. Um. I think Atlas should have. He got too much offense in. I just. <laughs> There you go. I just surmised everything that you guys well, were yelling about. I think he did get too much offense. You know, there's, there's. I like, like Jake like Atlas. I, I, I do enjoy Jake Atlas. I think that he could be a very good upper mid card star with this company, but he's out there fucking sassin, sassin, fucking. He's healing the heel. It doesn't make any sense. The quintessential shitbag heel. Yeah, he'll right? stab you in the back to come out. a chance. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking horrible human being, but you are going to – and that's – you know what? I think it's a thing that's lost to the generation, like, to, to me, where it's like sometimes I, I really need the definition of what – it's that it, – the WWE has started this. The definition of what a baby face is is basically somebody who is just kind of a dick. Yeah. They've been doing it for years. We know this. We've talked about it, right? And they – they bring that with them like, you know, my behavior of being an arrogant prick is actually a 
it's a commendable personality trait. And it's not. You're a fucking bad guy when you behave like that, right? Guys that talk shit when you talk shit. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. I like him because he's an asshole, but he's not a good dude. And they, 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 I, I guess I just miss baby faces. I, 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 they, they're, they're nowhere to be found. Right. And, and I think that the reason why they're nowhere to be found is because it's really fucking hard to do and not get booed. Right. You know, I mean, nobody I, I wants think, to accept. I think it. cowboy shit is a baby face. He doesn't act like a dickhead. Right. You know, right. Yeah. cowboy, cowboy shit is a fucking tremendous legit baby face. Baby face. He is a fucking baby face. Yeah. Brandon, final thoughts on this before we move on to uh, more crap on Rampage? I think I, I, I put in more than my my uh, word count needed to be on the Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas match. But. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I wanted to talk about this. So um, Andrade El Idolo is backstage as he's doing an interview with um, Tony Schiavone and he says that <laughs> he wants to ask Tony Schiavone how much is Sting paying to have that boy help him <laughs> <laughs> the boy the boy being Darby Allen <laughs> and <laughs> Tony Schiavone I fucking love this and Tony Schiavone says Oh, they're friends. It, it, he doesn't pay him. And he goes, what are you talking about? Prove it. Prove it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I will pay him. What Name your price. I'll pay him more. I went to Ariely with me. I need someone to help me. I thought this was fucking brilliant. Andrade's on the mic. His results in the ring have been shit because he doesn't win. But, man, on the mic, he's fucking killer. He barely speaks English. I fucking love this. Brandon Thompson. I don't. I don't even have anything else to say. That's just so fucking. That's just so fucking funny. It's that, so funny. That's, there's absolutely no way you would hang out with this guy for free. <laughs> for free, you pay for it. You pay it. He's like, no offense, no you've offense been, to Sting. This fucking no offense to Sting. <laughs> no offense to Sting. But how much is he paying him? <laughs> Please so tell good. me you're renting this fucking little geek, right? <laughs> Come help me. Me and my assistant need someone to help us. I'll pay him. I'll match. I'll match your price. Chris, thoughts? I I can't even add anything. Adrati. Adrati's like one of these dudes that he knows what he's worth, so he doesn't give a fuck, and he just does his thing, you know, because he knows. Eh, this ain't going my way. CMLL. Here I come. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like he's or, so good, and he, he just did, doesn't give a shit. He did. You did the thing where okay, so if you look at it, like all the matches are kind of kind of weren't great, but he comes. To, you think about it, like in the last two months, he comes to the ring, he looks at Cody, and he says, "You make stupid decisions." That tattoo, stupid decision, fucking amazing. He has the match with Matt Sydal. He goes, "I'm I'm fighting Matt. What's his name? Matt Sydal. Matt Sydal. That's what Shivani says. Matt Sydal." He goes, "Matt." And he points to the ground. And he goes something, something, something. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking brilliant. He's fucking great, man. I'm hoping that he gets great things. It's not gonna happen. All right. Um, anything else to talk about on the show? No. Jericho. Mm. Oh, Jericho's fucking plugs. 
Yes. He's got some juicy dye in there. Now, he's little looks like India ink. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think Does anybody even he know what that, that is? He's dumping India ink in his hand he and he's rubbing it through his fingers. He's like fucking Chuck Zulu when his mom dies. He got it on his silk road. <laughs> Dude, his fucking plugs are atrocious. Now, I'm going to go on a record and say that we're the, that I was the person to point out that he had plugs. Me only. Yeah, you only. And uh, man, he's adding a little fucking dark dye and thinning out real quick. He's getting a little nervous. His wife's going to jail for the insurrection. I think. Brandon Fuzz. It's how it's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. My wife. She was involved in the insurrection. Oh my god. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I know. I'll dye my hair. No, his hair. <laughs> his hair shooting what? out of his head like a porcupine. Oh, baby. So he's yeah. dying it to make it look thicker. Brandon goes up. It's happened to. Me. I've seen it happen to many a dad. Now I don't know if, if just for men was out when your dad started going gray, but I've seen it happen to many a local dad where I grew up. Where all of a sudden that you know they're kind of sneaking it in, getting to the edges around the uh, around the ears, and then one time they're like, "Oh, they fucked up." The brown head is like that. She looks like kiwi shoe polish is in their head. <laughs> that's that's how Jericho showed up last night. I was like, "Ooh, I might have I might have left it in for a few minutes too long." You and could it was like, see it in his root, like you can see it in oh, his in his plug it. roots. Yeah. His plug <laughs> roots are all dark. It looks like blackheads underneath his hair. The great he he has like the greatest hairline of all time. It's just like all of a sudden now at, at fifty two years old, thick black a, a million hairs start right where they start. <laughs> He's got the uh, Steven Seagal rug look. Like his four, yeah. like his widow's peak is slowly gonna work his head to, down his head until it connects with his eyebrows. He's just gonna have that hair look. Yeah, that hard cam is shooting four K, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> As we learned when 4K first started, ugly people on TV aren't going to last long. All right, let's move on to uh, the Battle of the Belts. I watched this with my wife. That's not that's not necessarily an endorsement of it. Sammy Guevara fought uh, Dustin Rhodes because uh, Cody couldn't make it um, to defend the TNT Championship, so interim champion. I don't know what the fuck this was. Brandon thoughts. Uh, Bleacher Report gave it an A. It was, you know, honestly, <laughs> this was fun. It wasn't an A though. Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, like what? If that's an A, then think how? About, how like? <laughs> Let me think of this scale. Right. So, if we were to use their scale, right? Imagining that I'm just imagining if this is an overall scale that applies to everything and not AEW. So this was if Okada and Kenny Omega was an A plus. This was just below it. <laughs> like what the fuck? Their scale is terrible. Chris, I don't know if you listened back to last week, but uh ripping on Bleacher Report has become a new thing. Brandon good. Yeah, they I mean they grade like a uh, school that's trying to get all their kids good scores on the PSSAs. It's just like everybody's getting an A. Get them through here. Get them out. It's like everybody's getting a fucking perfect score out here. I will say, though, I was thinking when I was watching this, Dustin Rhodes was in fucking WrestleMania storylines with Roddy Piper. Yeah. This guy was in like the 1990 Royal Rumble, and now he's going 20 minutes with Sammy Guevara. Like, yeah, he is impressive be... how decent he looks still, uh, yeah. as much as I didn't care. 
Even before Dustin, that, he was, you know, he was in NWA. Like he's he's been around forever. He um, I did like that. This was kind of like a pro wrestling match. So like, if you went to go see a show, so there was like a silly part where Sammy Guevara is like running all over the place, and Dustin Rhodes got gassed out, and he's like, <sighs> and then he just yeah. kept going. I thought I liked that. I thought it was kind of fun. It gave it that like carnival carnival aspect that like as wrestling fans when you go see it live that you miss on TV a lot of times. I thought this was entertaining. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Chris, go ahead. Dustin Rhodes wrestled, I believe, Bunkhouse Buck on the back of a moving truck. Bunkhouse <laughs> Buck on a moving truck. Respect. <laughs> uh, shall we That's move it. on? That's all he's got. Uh, Matt Seidel versus Ricky Starks for the, uh, apparently the FTW title needs to be defended on title show. Matt, something, something, something. Brandon Lutz. Yeah, this, this was, you know, like, you're looking at the TV and going, this is an hour long show. We got Riho, Britt Baker coming up next and it's 9 30 or 10 30. This is poor Matt Seidel's got about four minutes to get his ass beat and that's what they gave. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, what they gave this him. had to be under t- Chris thoughts. Dustin Rhodes wrestled black the black top bully Ooh, on the okay. back of a truck. And the black top bully was married. Bunkhouse Buck. Just say it wasn't Bunkhouse Buck. It was the black top bully. I had to get that right. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck about this. Bunkhouse right. Buck was from camp. I don't give a fuck about any of this this whole fucking show. They... Uh, <laughs> I gave a shit about this. Britt Baker versus Riho for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh outcome was determined. Riho definitely put the work in and made you guess though this is a good match brandon thoughts yeah exactly i thought this was great uh almost to the point of becoming frustrating at the end when when Riho turned it over even though you kind of knew that she was going to uh, she, she, she looked really good though i mean she was their first champ she she held it down for a while there she could still do it she could she could still be their champ if they wanted to do it now yeah, a couple new year falls that made me think that she was going to win but we knew the outcome a lot of interference. This is a fun match. I thought this was overbooked and fun. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, you know, I remember I, I watched this match actually in bed. Um, but, yeah, this was uh, definitely, you know, made me force myself to stay awake. It was it was good. I liked it. You know, it was a, it was a great TV champion heel shit involved. You know, uh, uh, heel or heels are getting in the way. Uh, there was that weird spot where she starts screaming. What about they think she's because the refs don't know what's there. The announcers don't know what's going on sometimes. So they think she's screaming about rebel. But here she's screaming about a table. Yeah. <clears throat> Rio runs up the table and kicks. Uh, that was a good spot. Kicks, Jamie Hater. Um, I always forget her name. Jamie kicks Jamie Hater in the face. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hater gets her leg stuck underneath the table. It looked like it was pretty rough. Yeah, and, I, I was a little and, worried about uh, that. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, good match. It was definitely it was definitely worth. But it was the only, in my opinion, the only thing really. The first match and this match were, were decent, but the rest of it just kind of. God. Jamie Hayden. I don't think I legs. need three. Good. I'm sorry. I don't think I need three uh, um, AW shows in one week. It's just too much. Yeah. Especially if you're just gonna throw the three uh, titles you don't really pay attention to. <laughs> like. Like where's the tag title? Where's uh, the main? Oh no, it's it's uh, everybody's defending their title that isn't in the main event. 
Um, and the made up to extend just to make the quick point to extend to a fourth hour to have a show specifically called Battle of the Belts and not have any like belt things happen is just another like why the fuck what, what are we right. doing why are you wasting another night right. of my week yeah that um that spot with um uh Jamie Hader and Riho was a little terrifying after watching uh Kenta do that <laughs> thing with the chair. And with the table, and I was just like, oh, my God, he's going to get fucking squashed. I thought it was really good. But coming out of this, people got real racist on mm. fucking Twitter. So much so about Riho. So much so that Kenny Omega, who hasn't really been active on Twitter, came out and started going after people. And bravo to him. They were saying that Riho was only there because... Kenny Omega has, mind you, Riho is 25 years old. Kenny Omega has a some kind of perversion for underage Asian women. I, I don't fucking know. They got <laughs> fucking real races. But Kenny Omega just went around and he just, because they were kept tagging Riho in these in, insults. And he just went around and he got everybody. He was like, I'm looking at your fucking, I'm looking at your freaking profile picture and you're with, you're, you're holding a kid. Have you abducted that kid? Are you going to have sex with that kid later? That's my daughter. That's even more dangerous. That's even more disturbed. Dude, Kenny Omega was on fucking fire. I loved it. I just went through them all. It was great. Brandon thoughts. Let's go. People calling people pedophiles on the internet. Because <laughs> Rio just because competed. <laughs> yeah, because, because Rio's fucking skinny, I guess. I don't know. He... um. Uh, I thought this was fucking great. Chris, thoughts? Chris, thoughts on internet uh, revenge? I mean, I'm glad he, you know, it's cool that he did it. You know, he actually said something. I mean, we, 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 first of all, always say it. It's the most toxic fan base in the history of fucking fan bases is pro mm. wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody that, that, that does shit like that needs to take a really good, hard look at themselves. Um, but. What? Uh, pedophilia? huh no i I don't know i don't know was that a question i i I don't know what just happened right there i just heard pedophilia with a sound like a question said anyone that does stuff like that should take a hard look at themselves i said pedophilia no 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 yes anyone who attacks people on the internet on the internet yes yeah, I mean, especially when you – I guarantee you every single one of those people that was doing that were probably the ones that were screaming they can't believe what happened to Hanakamura, and then they all turned around and did it. Yes, that's the thing. That's a good point. And, you know, and, and Kenny Omega also makes that point, that I can't believe that, you know, we're too you already Hanakamura dying. Yeah, and you're, and you're already doing this shit. You're doing it. Um, also, you know, these people were screen grabbing. They were getting blocked by – Kenny Omega was just destroying them and then blocking them. And, and then they were going and saying Nothing that they were that. victimized by Kenny Omega because he was abusing them online and reporting them, even though they're the ones that initiated this. Dude, mm-hmm. wrestling fans are fucking scum. They're the Heck. fucking worst. Yeah. Even live. Yeah, the, live, they suck. Go ahead. Brandon. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned the point that Riho is the more skilled of the two people in the match in the first place. Yeah, she's the one that's doing all the work. She's selling everything. She's putting the most believable offense in. <laughs> like, to go, on, why man. is she here? Like, Dude. No. 
Well, this is what happened. This is what happened now that you have indie wrestling on a major television network. Because let's be honest, this is what this is. So you're getting, you know, 10,000 seat indie wrestling shows with indie wrestling fans. And I'll tell you what, I've been to a lot of indie wrestling fans uh, shows. And I'll tell you what, right now, a lot of those fucking fans, gross. And they got no room to fucking talk. They smell. It's the evolution of the, it's still real to me, damn it. It's like, okay, no, it's not real, but Britt Baker is fucking good and Riho is fucking not because I don't like her. If I like like Britt uh, Britt Baker and Riho uh, is stinks because I like Britt Baker, then Riho is only here because she um, is having sex with Kenny Omega because they wrestled when she was an eight-year-old trainee. And like, come on, man, y'all grow the fuck up. It's a fucking TV show, you fucking nerds. <laughs> I always like, like, you think people like were like, oh man, I can't believe Rob Stark died in the Red Wedding. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh man, the guy that played the dude that killed him, man, I'm gonna send him fucking emails because that actor killed my favorite performer on television. His character is dead. I'm gonna send him emails and tweets. I'm oh, sure. He should die. I'm sure plenty of people did that. Plenty. I don't get it. (laughs) What's that? I don't get it. It's TV. I I, I mean, mean, I'm just saying. I'm like, you know, I I get the point you're making, but I'm sure plenty of people fucking were screwed up the actor that killed Rob Stark. This is like where wrestling fans are at. It's like, okay, Game of Thrones isn't real, but they will tweet at Littlefinger and and call him a monster because – because of what exactly. he did on the show, they can exactly. you couldn't acknowledge, hey, this guy's a good actor and this person's not a good actor. That just is what it is. It's like, no, but, this guy's a monster. Yeah, like if the but, actor had a verified profile called Littlefinger, like, yeah, oh, dude. you're a bitch, and I hope your family dies, and I hope everybody dies, and you kill yourself, and everything else, <laughs> whatever everything else is, everything else. All right, let's that see wasn't what, enough. Being a bitch, your family dying, everybody dying, and you killing yourself, that's not enough. I need you to also do everything else. Everything else. <laughs> Eat, drink, be merry. All right, let's move on to uh, uh, be nice on the internet, by the way. Uh, this week of AEW wasn't great. There was one fantastic match. The rest stunk. Uh, here we go. So this week's uh, Dynamite, here's what we have coming up. Ready? Brandon, CM Punk versus Wardlow. Are you excited? No, I, I, this is another one of those things that doesn't make any sense where it's like MJF can decline the match whenever he wants, but then he he's puts he books a match with CM Punk and Wardlow in it, and CM Punk's like, okay, got to do it. So now now we get to drag this storyline out. Right. Well, just listen. say no. CM Punk is a uh, former UFC fighter, um, and he's watched, the commentator for – He's the commentator for CFFC. Uh, I think he does their grappling show now. Um, he was doing that at least when they were in Philly. And maybe if we're lucky, we can work this Wardlow CM Punk feud into an MMA style fight. I hope. What do you think? It was amazing awesome. last time. Next up, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dan- Dante Martin. Brandon's thoughts. I called this, didn't I? Dante Martin can work his way through <laughs> through F. The, the the Taz people, good. Yeah, it's a, the same as the last one. Wow, this story has reached a point where it should become interesting. How do we kick the can 
six more times before we we get an outcome. A six man uh, a work faction. your way through the faction. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat your way up the fucking ladder. Yeah, right? you ever, yeah, it's game of death. Did you ever, uh, did they ever think like maybe you should have like, you know, whatever happens between uh, babyface and heel faction member and then kind of we don't see either of those two guys for a couple weeks and maybe you work some of the other eight million fucking people you have working for you under the show and then bring it back and it's fresh instead of dragging us all through the mud. Like, you know, the time that Chris Jericho was being compared to Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> I fight everybody, including Nick Cage. Oh, fuck, fucking Nick Cage. <laughs> fuck this show. All right, next up. Here's one we should be excited about. You guys are going to talk about it because I'm going to run out of the room for a minute. Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deep. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> are you serious? No, no, I got to go, go pee pee. Go, go pee pee. We'll talk about it. So, uh, again, uh, you know, I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's. You know, AEW is like the king. They're, 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 they just go back to the well so fucking often. Like, look, I get it. You got two, you got, you got two amazing wrestlers, right? Karshida and Serena D. That's fantastic. Not everything, you, you have to naturally build, uh, like ep- epic rivalries. You can't just have them wrestle every other fucking week and tell us that it's epic. It has to do that on its own. You don't look at things while they're happening and say, this is the greatest, you know, like when you have these big storied rivalries, it doesn't, it doesn't really come. It doesn't become a storied rivalry until you're like so deep into it. And it's been so good that you're like, holy shit, this has been awesome. Not match number two, because this is yeah. so great. Match number three, because this is so great. This is so great. This is so great. It's that's not the way it works. You know, you don't start really noticing it until, like, there's no organic story building. It's just, we're going to have these guys wrestle a bunch of times because they're both really good. We're going to have a bunch of wrestle a bunch of times and then tell you that it's great. And it's a lot of uh, retracing of footprints that have already happened, which is kind of annoys me, where a lot of other forms of entertainment uh, you know, we're, the, we're at a place right now where we're you're flipping stuff on its head. It's like, wow, I didn't know you could you could inject energy into the uh, this concept and make it feel like something I've never seen before. And AEW is like, you know, in wrestling, it's few and far between where you get a, a new cable wrestling TV show where you can you can inject energy into it, and it feels very much. Like Game of Thrones is like, what if we did fucking kill the main character in in season one to go back to that reference? Where AEW is very much like, oh, it's the this is the story from 1988. They're retelling it a, a, a second time, and I you you just can't help to, I can't help but think when I'm watching it. I was like, what what if you what if you didn't do that? What if you did change things? So that's that's been my frustration with this, and uh, not to to pick a fucking Hikaru Shida Serena Deeb match to be the one to hammer it on, but yeah, it's like. The, the the depth isn't there in a lot of these. This one is one of the better ones, but you can't just keep having these matches because they're exciting. I'm excited. Let's move on. Quick, uh, quick poop blast or uh, no, no, no just, I'm old, so taking a pee takes a long time. Sorry. Interim TNT Don't Championship match. The champ, Sammy Guerrero, 
versus Daniel Garcia. Brandon's thoughts. <laughs> Daniel Garcia is on every show all the time. <laughs> Good for him, him, working his ass off. He's the um, Booker T of, of AEW. He's on everything all the time. You'll never forget him. Yeah, Brandon. Nah, it was, it was just uh, got my bounce from getting over the first boring ass Sammy Guevara TNT title round. Now we're back, so. Chris, thoughts? Nah. Right. I really I can't stand Sammy Guevara's face. If he was never on my television again, I'd be really fucking <laughs> happy. Plain but and he, simple, he's a fucking scumbag. I, I, he's gross. But he cheated on his wife, and now he's. I don't that that only yeah yeah on TV. On TV, and and, and then and now she's, not the, cry, she's crying at home, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, look at me making out with my new girlfriend, who looks like a Cabbage Patch kid." I like this other, like other girlfriend <laughs> better. He was clear. He's uh, look. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue the morality of him leaving his girl, his fiance for for some woman he works with, whatever. But you know, he's done and said other things that are really fucking gross and yeah, he's a scumbag. Suffered suffered no consequences for. It, so now he's just. I, I I can't stand his fucking face. I'd like to take a pair of pliers and grab his fucking tongue that he's always no 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 out. not the tongue, that chin mole. <laughs> That chin oh, mole. God. He's got a mole right in the middle of his chin. I to take a fucking pliers and just yank on that thing until blood squirted out. And then, and, then you seed, the and then you can see Jericho's hair with his mole blood. Oh, my God. Jericho's hair will be like... His, <laughs> his moles. His forehead his is hair. just covered in moles. His hair will be growing like a hydra. It would look like a rhinoceros's ass. Ooh. For it. Did I ever tell you about the time of rhinoceros? We were at the zoo and a rhinoceros just turned so its ass was facing us and took a shit and it looked like the size of a fucking three liter bottle of Pepsi coming out of its ass. That sounds delicious. Yeah. You, three liter, yeah. You, you oh, can't even get three. that in, in a name a brand. That's like I mean, store like, brand goes up to three liters. <laughs> Why is that? Why did Coke and Pepsi stop making three liters? Uh, because I think not that I buy Coke and Pepsi. so embarrassing. Yeah, they were just like, oh. Do we really need them? I think RC Cola still makes them. Oh, the, the store brand definitely does. Yeah. Like, Drug it, like, does that say 14,000 grams of sugar? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get rid of this. 14,000 grams of sugar per serving. 48 <laughs> servings. Or maybe somebody was like, you know, I was at the zoo the other day, and a rhinoceros took a shit, and it looked just like one of those bottles. We, we got to get this off the shelf. It looks just like Mr. Pibb. Look, look, yeah. All right. Um, things to talk about real quick before we sign off. Uh, a bunch of people were let go in, in WWE. Do we care? No. Dave, 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 they've shown us what they're doing. Yep. Brown Breaker. Brown Breaker. Yeah. Have you watched AEW or uh, NXT at all? Chris? I have not, no. Brandon? No, no, I have That's zero fine. zero attraction to the, to anything WWE. I haven't watched Raw, SmackDown. I'm not gonna watch the Rumble. I don't care. They make an announcement. They're like, "Hey, we've broken the forbidden door, and we're letting Mickey James, who worked here for ten years, come back and get a paycheck because we fired everyone, and we don't have enough don't women have enough. for the Rumble." <laughs> is that really happening? <laughs> yeah, Mickey James is coming. They called her the not- Impact Champ. Yeah, she's or the Impact champ. champ. Knockouts champion, yeah. Yeah, they mentioned Impact. Mm. Vince, you huh. think Vince, Vince is backstage like, I can't believe we got rid of everyone. Yeah, he doesn't have enough fucking talent. 
And Tony Khan Jr. is just like, yes, yes, sir, whatever. I'm just trying to save well, some money for us. The stockholders. The stockholders. Good. Well, I think if I if I read correctly, WWE is doing um, they're doing the Royal Rumble, 30 man and 30 woman Royal Rumble. 15 of the men and 15 of the women are going to come out on Saturday night. And then the other half of the Royal Rumble will be on Sunday night. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. They just All right, everybody get back. Go back to where you were. Let's go. <laughs> where is the Royal Rumble this year? Do we know? Fucking hell. The Performance Center. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I, I, it's just fucking hell. So first fuck. of all, it's on a Saturday fucking night. And oh, it, is it? I think so. Is that what they're doing? They're it moving is the papers in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, beautiful. The St. Dome Louis, at America Center. Hmm. Are you gonna yeah. watch, Brandon? On a Saturday? No. On a Sunday, I, I probably would have. I'll put it on on a uh, on Peacock if I can find Oof. it on a uh, Monday. Fuck. Afternoon. Apparently Brock Lesnar's been been pretty good on the mic though. I never yeah, watched. He's been it. amazing. They let him talk now, and he's like a lot of fun. But I don't. know. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. Nope. Nope. All right. Let's get out of here then. Uh, any last thoughts, Brandon? Last thoughts? No, man. Let's uh, please stop producing 18 hours of content a week. Prevent professional wrestling world enough. <laughs> Lose my goddamn mind over here. Dion is over. January 4th is over. We got a uh, stardom show coming up soon. We'll preview that when we get closer to it. Uh, of course, we got AW, AW's pay per views in, I think, first week of March. It's a bunch of dumb, dumb shows for a while. Nothing too exciting. Chris, final thoughts? That's a no. <laughs> Tenzon. I got nothing. Tenzon. Tenzon's ankle. All right, let's go home. Thank you for joining us this week, and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Send us emails, complaints, questions. We'll talk about all of them. Wrestling is Hard at gmail.com. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week.